Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. on a Monday evening. Max and I are back from our weekend excursion to celebrate a friend uh, who was taking a big step in his life and uh, as a result or, or maybe fallout from that weekend, I am currently drinking two things. Uh, one of them is a Pedialyte and the other is a hot toddy because my throat uh, feels like coarse grit sandpaper, so I apologize in advance uh, for when I inevitably start rasping about a third of the way through this episode. Uh, but I wanted to tell you guys about something that happened to me when I was at lunch today. Oh, does it involve food? Um, only tangentially. Oh, this is not a good lunch story <laughs> then. I will start with, I'll lead off with every bit of the food information that is relevant to this story. Uh, I was at a deli on the downtown mall eating a sandwich. Okay, that's all of the food information. Um, Next to me were were sat a a pair of, uh, I think think we call them snacks. Mm, Snack people. (laughs) Um, If you're not familiar with uh, browser extension lingo, uh, I'm talking about millennials. Mm-hmm. and, and I sent some of you tensing up and going, but Sean, you're also a millennial. I, I know, um, but when I tell you what happened, you'll realize these people are the real millennials. Um, so the person seated directly to the right of me as I was uh, eating a turkey sandwich and reading a book um, took a call on their cell phone. But they didn't take an audio call. They had an iPhone. Uh, and they oh, took no. a FaceTime call. Oh, no. And, uh... Well, it, I mean, it could be worse. You just, you might peer over and you might see someone else's face that had no intention of you seeing their face. But, you know, people have headphones and, and use, you know, the the inline speaker or microphones I'm, on them, I'm right? glad you mentioned that. Not in this case. This was oh, no. a public, open FaceTime conversation. Um... In which this other person said, um, uh, like, I'm quitting in two weeks. Why should I have to go to a staff meeting today? I mean, like, I I haven't told them that I'm quitting yet, but still. And I wanted to put my head through a window when this person sitting next to me did not say, well, because you're still in the staff, you fucking idiot. Mm. Um, But instead just sort of nodded and uh uh-huh in very disinterested millennial approval um wait wait so they so they weren't um facetiming their dog they were not facetiming their dog no oh okay that threw me off oh why Uh, does why does the dog have an iphone isn't that a thing to facetime (laughs) your dog i don't know i don't yeah but that means but really that means you're facetiming a person who is watching the dog Mm. so uh, so i should say from from the start um 
this, we're going to discuss this because, Sean, the reason they might have said uh-huh is because they saw the steam coming out of your ears and were frightened. <laughs> oh, no, on. no, no. Absolutely not because uh, any person who takes an open, non-headphone FaceTime call in public has absolutely no regard for any human life around them. Oh, this is this is uh, a good point. Another good point is that I should I should say that I have had an iPhone since, I mean, excuse me, since before the FaceTime came about. I have never done a FaceTime, never received one, never called someone to FaceTime. I think that says more about my face than anything else. But <laughs> uh, I think it's it's important that I've never used it. But I also don't use it because. I think it's, uh, I think it's kind of silly. I mean, we're doing this call over Skype. If I really wanted to see someone's face, I'd I'd do Skype, which I used to do when I, you know, in younger days when there were people's faces I wanted to see. But I, I mean, this this situation that you're talking about is not, you know, is not a random thing. It happens a decent amount. Mm-hmm. And you were in a public place. I ride the bus to work every day. I'm on the metro a decent amount. People do these in public places all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's re- it's really frustrating. I, unlike you, I have used FaceTime before. Um, you know, we all went to UVA, um, and you were by far the closest to home of that group, of this, of yeah. this group, rather. Uh, so I couldn't go home and see family at all. Uh, mm-hmm. So I would occasionally talk to my parents on um actually no you know what facetime facetime would have been after that i would have used skype in college but i've also you know i've used facetime a couple a couple times since it has been invented because i've essentially i've always lived you know as an adult about a thousand miles away from home and uh you know sometimes it's nice to not have to get out your computer and log into skype um you know, but I've always I've only used it in my home. Yeah, um, which is what I think we want to discuss here. Right. I mean, Max, you also when Sean brought this up, you had a reaction, and I think it was similar to ours, which is time and place. This was not the time and place in public. Yeah, no, you shouldn't have the audio from your phone on speakerphone in public yeah so i think around anyone really (laughs) so i think that a thing we should maybe work towards here as opposed to just telling this person to go kick really big rocks (laughs) is that oh i want them to try to kick like you know ancient you know incan rocks well no but i don't want anything bad to happen to the incan rocks because of (laughs) trust me nothing bad's gonna happen to those incan (laughs) rocks they're huge uh but but uh we should think of constructive uh, you know, rules, so to speak, for how, how people can use their wonderful technology to interact with their dogs or people in bathrobes <laughs> that don't know that they're being seen by others. This is feeling yes. like a classic It's Pretty Okay episode. Yeah. So you, you mentioned that you take, like, the metro and the bus all the time. Uh-huh. And there's people that, that do this. Um, mm-hmm. I have somewhat of an opposite experience. Occasionally, uh, when I'm traveling for work, I, I sometimes take a coach bus. Yeah. And the coach bus has a no cell phone policy ah. that is abided by. No food and no cell phones. Let's ignore the no food policy for, for a moment. But they have a no cell phone policy, and people listen to it. That's amazing. Yeah, well, that's that's a that's a puritanical thing, given where you're from, with all <laughs> Puritans and their goddamn rules. Like, oh, we're escaping. Like, yeah. Don't uh, salt your food. But, yeah, it's really great. <laughs> all these rules on you. 
coming into your house. Hey, you want to come? Come hang out with us. Oh, we got a lot of rules over here. No, I, I think that that's so with me. And I think the thing that's smart about that and why I'd like to see it on my public transit too, are at least people just to be, we talk about here, I have a rule. Don't expect people to be as reasonable as you think you are. But the thing is when you are, even when you're just having a normal phone call on a, a public transit, um, it's usually loud in there just because of motors and everything else and announcements. So people talk louder and I cannot move away from a conversation. If someone decided at, at work, people take phone calls all the time. Sometimes they'll go into a room, sometimes they won't. If I'm working on something uh, and, and I don't want to hear them, I can also move somewhere else. There are ways I can avoid the conversation. If you're on public transit, <laughs> I can't get off till my stop and I don't know how long you're going to be on. So I think that's a really bad place to be taking, you know, phone calls, especially when you've got on speakerphone and it's even louder. Because you can hear both parties. You can hear both parties. And in the case of the FaceTime, now I can see this person right. who, I mean, if we're just talking about, it's not only about being respectful of the people around you, but there's a, <laughs> there's a social contract involved. If I'm sitting, you know, in my bed working from home wearing, I don't know, a, a stupid band t-shirt like say a dave matthews band t-shirt like i'm wearing right now i don't want everybody to see that and if i facetime you i probably don't expect other people to see me in my bathrobe or yep. my disheveled hair yep it's like it's a baseline respect for others thing and and you you nailed it it's not just the people that are around you when you're making the call it's the, the person like there's an expectation that that person that you're talking to has when you're talking to them and if you take your call outside of the bounds of like the normal expectations of when a phone call might happen or whether other people like strangers can see you yeah you know that's not really that's not respecting the person you're on the phone with so i think another another thing um there are a couple points i want to to maybe get to but one thing with phone calls as opposed to text messages and other things i don't do a lot of phone calls i don't make a lot of phone calls i should say i always think of phone calls as being more intimate than other forms of communication certainly if you see someone's face that's pretty intimate too but does it does it also bother you that people are really bringing these these intimate conversations potentially some people call all the time they only call but still do you does it make you also feel uncomfortable because you don't know it's a phone call you can hear everything well if you're asking me yeah i i, I mean i think so sometimes mm -hmm. uh what i'm really curious about is, is when you were first talking about you know people bringing their conversations in you can't avoid them and all that like how do you how would you compare that to if two people were just sitting in front of you on the metro talking to each other. So I think that when two people are talking to one another, uh, there are things that I, because we're all bound by what other people are thinking, I, I guess, or, or a lot of times we are, which is a bad thing. But there are a lot of things that I won't discuss in the metro because I know other people are listening. If you take a phone call on the metro or on a bus or, or in a coffee shop, 
you're I, I feel like you've by accepting the phone call at all you're already saying like i don't i don't care about other people so if i, I if i just start talking in the metro i'm not gonna if i was talking to someone in metro i wouldn't start talking about oh oh i went on this this date last night and it was it was really great and all that stuff i probably wouldn't talk about it on the metro that's that's kind of a personal thing i'd save it for you know maybe maybe when we we're walking somewhere. I talk about that because there's more motion and you're not going to be sitting. The same person is behind you eavesdropping. Not that I'm concerned about that, but people probably don't want to hear that. Um, they probably don't want to hear, Oh, I made this really great posse the other night, but it made my stomach upset. No, people don't want to hear that. You know? Okay. Uh, I, I still think you could overhear those conversations. It's interesting. I think there's a line where going back to that same coach boss, it's like no one's on the phone, but, but sometimes there's people that, that are having a conversation and sometimes they don't seem to understand like the acceptable volume on the bus. Mm -hmm. And even though it's an in-person conversation, it, I mean, it, I don't, it definitely does not bother me as much as if someone were, you know, FaceTiming with speakerphone. I think that's way worse, but I'm trying to pinpoint why. Uh, well, um, because, because those are two people that understand that that's an extra person that understands where they are and they know that they're on the bus. If they're both like, Hey, we're going to talk about whatever the hell we want. All right. That's two people. They're entered into this contract. With the phone thing, what we're talking about is one person doesn't necessarily know where you are. Um, I, I don't know, if Sean, if that's, I mean, as you kind of mentioned before, is is that maybe part of the line when the other person doesn't know that they're on speakerphone in a public place? Is that is that where you might start to draw a line? That's sort of it. I think that the point about both parties you know, understanding the circumstances that they're in is really important for the mm -hmm. in-person conversation because, you know, on the subject of, you know, being reasonable or, or assuming other people's reasonability, it would be kind of unreasonable for you to expect two people that are sitting together on a coach bus to just be, you know, to not have a conversation at all. So then it's really just a question of volume and kind of nothing else. So, I, you know, I, I think... I guess I do, yeah, I do think that it's it's the idea of the there being an asymmetry of who who is participating in the conversation how and who else like who else is involved on other people's ends. If you're if you're taking a FaceTime call on a bus, you know, around you're around other people. If you're receiving a FaceTime call at home, you're by yourself, like the two people are not participating in this conversation on equal footing. And I think that is definitely part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, so we have focused a lot too on public places where, where these happen. Um, is that, are there other places where people shouldn't be on? I mean, a library, obviously not, but is this mostly a problem in public places or or do you think that there are other instances too where the the facetime or speakerphone thing you're like you really shouldn't be doing that i think it's mostly public places it's it's when there are other people involved that maybe someone as part of the conversation doesn't know about yeah i mean like a coffee shop might not be a public place that's a hundred percent a public place <laughs> that's why Starbucks absolutely is having a lot question. of problems right Private. now huh? that's without question a public place it's so, a private okay, so, it's a privately owned business, sure, but you are out in public. Right. So, so you're asking if it's public. ever not okay to do it in your 
I, I'm, I, yeah, I would be interested to know what you mean by other well, places. I can think for my, I, for my example, like I live with a roommate, yeah. so I wouldn't do it even at home if I don't, if my roommate is home, because I just still think so that's kind of rude. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do, you wouldn't do the speakerphone. No, I don't think so. But no. you take a phone call. Yeah, I take a phone call okay. at home. But yeah. probably, like, you'd probably go in your room to take that phone I'd probably call. go in my room and, and shut the door. And, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I think... Uh, I think it... You run into a huge problem if you... You should never FaceTime somebody who is not, like, accepting going in of the premise of we're going to FaceTime. I that That's what I think. I think you should be like, hey... Do you, you you should like send a text I'm like hey do you want to talk like you know do you want to talk in a minute yeah yeah I I also bring I bring up that question and I realize an instance when it wouldn't be okay and you mentioned in your apartment Max um, there are people in this apartment building that I'm in who should kick really big rocks with their head um, who decide that they're going to take speakerphone calls in the fucking hallway place. It's very loud and it, it's cavernous. They have apartments they can go in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, your your stairwell is not conducive to keeping stuff quiet. No, I mean, it, it should hold should concerts. Good for concerts, not good for that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I think Sean, you're but you're also right, which is this like, it, it more than one person makes a phone call. If you call someone out of the blue and they can't talk right then, you're not going to be mad at them. And I think that the same should apply in, you know, if they can't if they can't talk or they want to have a private conversation, they don't want it on blast in, in Starbucks or something. Right. It's just it's just really easy. It's really easy to get on the same page with someone and yeah. give them a heads up about how you would like to have a conversation yeah. and say, does that work for you, too? Yeah. And it's. Really, any type of conversation. I, I think you you want to try to, um, especially when you you really want to connect with someone, you want to make everyone involved as comfortable as possible. I just mean, um, I mean, like even I, for the kind of phone calls that I have, you know, the most regular phone call that I still have is like talking to my parents, and yeah. even if we have sort of decided on a day that we're going to talk, I still get a text. It's like, hey, we're home now, you know, call us whenever, or hey. Are you home and available to talk? Just like it's so, it really, it's so incredibly easy, and like yeah. you shouldn't not do that. Yeah, going back to um, you know the, the actual instances though, when when there is this public conversation going on, and you know it's, they didn't check and they weren't like, are you know sure this is okay? Do you feel when people do that? Do you feel more uncomfortable or irritated slash disrespected seems like a really strong word but that that your space has been disrespected by this person being i don't know somewhat selfish in taking that phone call is it is more discomfort or or actual like burgeoning on anger i think for me it's definitely a mix of both because i'm I'm frustrated I'm frustrated by the violation of the social contract. I'll put it this way. I'm frustrated by the violation of the social contract between the person who is on the phone and me. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and I'm uncomfortable by the violation by proxy of the social contract or by the violation of the social contract between the two people on the phone by making me privy to the whole conversation. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be, I should not be party to both sides of your phone conversations. And that makes like, it does kind of make me uncomfortable. So it's right. like it's kind of equal measures. I think I feel the the frustration more acutely just because I can look over and be like, "Really? Like you're on your fucking phone right now? You're you're FaceTiming in the middle of the deli? Stop!" But you know, later I'm like, "Oh, this is weird." Because like, you know, I'm I can be a bit <laughs> I, I can be a bit nosy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I just recounted the conversation I overheard today. And I have a pretty good memory. So, like, sometimes that stuff will stick with me for a while. And I was like, well, I'm, not su- I'm not supposed to have that information. Yeah. And, you know, for all you know, I mean, you didn't really see, or but you could have heard, you could have recognized their voice. The, the person on the other end of the phone could be someone who also lives and works in Charlottesville. And so, <laughs> what if your coworkers are in there, you know, getting a sandwich in the deli, too? You don't know. I mean, Max, maybe you don't encounter it as much, uh, but are you on the discomfort side or the, the real the irritation slash anger side? Um, it's probably a bit of both, I think, too. Hmm. It's, it's, I maybe lean more uh, anger. It's, it's pretty even. I'm, I, I got to say that I'm pretty, because I deal with it so much, um, so it's, it's hard to hear what is actually being said on the bus, but I, I can hear the volume of the two people. Um, I also am, I'd say a little more, uh, sensitive to loud noises that are in spaces where they shouldn't be. Um, and mine is more anger because I do feel like, all right, I'm in this space. I have expectations. The other passengers have expectations. And especially as, as Sean, you've brought up. The other, the person on the other end of the phone has expectations, and here is this individual being really selfish, and can't, <laughs> can't, you know, use the normal means of communication with a phone, um, and they have to do it differently. And it's like, okay, you know, we all had this understanding, we all had this, uh, you know, common ideal we're moving towards, and you decided to disrupt it for no real reason. You had another option. You had another option to go to, and you said, I'm not going to do that. That is not good enough for me in this moment. So I'm going to disrupt the social contract. I think that's crazily selfish. I mean, I'm not. you don't have to get off the bus, but the transfer is free. You can get off the bus and take the phone call. You could say, as we've mentioned, Sean, hey, let me call you when I'm not on this really loud thing so that I can actually hear you. There are so many other ways to do it that are probably better for you and certainly better for everyone else but you including the person that has taken the time to call you exactly I just mm. yeah exactly. and that person it's interesting their expectations i think are are important um it makes me think i wonder if the facetime is almost better than the call because then they can see where you are and rather than because i think when you are when you're on a phone you have the assumption yeah. that you're not on speakerphone and, yeah. and sometimes i'll make a call usually work related and if say i'm calling someone who's in a car and they may immediately say oh I'm going to put you on speakerphone with, with so-and-so, this coworker. I very much appreciate when someone tells me that. Or, like, yeah. you're on a conference line with these people. Yes. I like to know yes. who's on the phone with me. And if it's a if it's a visual, at least you can see them. But, I mean, I'm kind of crossing over into maybe, like, 
work-related phone calls, but I, I definitely think there's something there where there's an expectation I, when you call someone that you're only speaking to that person yeah. yep. and that if you say something to them, only they can hear it. The, the I think that you've gotten to the, the thing that I, I kind of... This is, this is where my progression of this kind of ends, which is the FaceTime, I think that that's invasive and that might be where I get uncomfortable, but the the anger and what i experience way way more because i'm if i know they're on facetime i'm not gonna like look over their shoulder sometimes i've been in situations where it's like whoa i didn't want to see that person did not want to see me i didn't want to see them on the facetime but it's the volume it's it's the speakerphone it is that's the part that angers me because (laughs) you know now this other person doesn't necessarily know unless you tell them as you point out but now boom speakerphone time yes you need to tell them and you need to tell them immediately i think yeah, yeah, because it's not. There's no reason for, uh, for a person to not feel like they are conversing with you, you know, in a way that they're comfortable with. Oh, it's and it's definitely a, this is one of those where it's a permission, not forgiveness situation, as opposed to to the the, the old saying. No, you ask for permission, not forgiveness. Yes, uh, because you know. Once, once you say, oh, I'm quitting my job in two weeks, uh, why do I go to the staff meeting? There's no, oh, everyone just heard you in the deli. Uh, forgive me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's a nice, a nice full circle way to, to close this topic out. Um, if you have thoughts on uh, FaceTime or speakerphone in public, uh, if you want to make an impassioned case that we should execute these people, um, I would be happy to hear your your thoughts on that. Uh, so please drop us a line at uh, it's pretty okay at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter at pretty okay pod. All right, Sean. Bef- yes. Before we go, I do want to add. We have talked on this show before about the most dangerous things you can do. Um, the most dangerous thing any of us will probably do is drive a car, and we do that a lot. And there are things in place so that you can't really use your phone while driving car or, or it's supposed to be your hands off and everything. Another dangerous thing you can do is, I don't know, walking, um, walking mm. in crowds. Please, for the, for the love of whatever you love, um, stop, stop FaceTiming while walking. Yeah, especially <laughs> if you're crossing a street. Just, just stop. That, that's a situation where where the FaceTime is worse than the speakerphone because the speakerphone, like you, you can hold it and keep looking, but you gotta right. look at the person's face. Please stop that. I, I think that is that's a good point. All right, we will uh, move along then to uh, my favorite segment of the show. Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for this week? Are you uh, have you FaceTimed in public? No, because I haven't FaceTimed. <laughs> Uh, I, I would, I would apologize because mm-hmm. I would be a hypocrite though. As, as we've all learned, being a hypocrite is in vogue. Um, so, so maybe I wouldn't, maybe I just embrace it. Uh, no. So I think it was, it rained. Yes. It, it rained, I think last Thursday or Friday. And the, I've, th- this story doesn't have to do with rain, but I was on public transit as, as I want to be. Um, and I was exiting my my bus. My bus has a weird stop right now. Um, another thing that's in vogue besides hypocrisy is what they're calling um, dockless bikes, um, different dockless types of, of vehicles. There was a really great slate piece about 
dockless vehicles and the scourge of of these dockless bikes um which maybe we can link to but so i got off the bus at the the bus stop and i went to step down from the bus but i couldn't really do that in the way that a normal step would work because on the ground was a dockless bike that had fallen over i don't know if it was the wind or what but it was right where i was stepping off the bus could the bus driver not stop there? I don't know if they could have seen it. Um, so this week I am apologizing um, not for proceeding to do what I did, which is take that bike that was in front of me and tossing it. <laughs> I'm not even sorry for throwing it into a flower bed, which is what I did. I mean, not a very good flower bed. It was like daffodils. <laughs> they were already dead. Uh, for the year. It was really just kind of a mulch with some green shoots coming out of it. So I'm not sorry for throwing this dockless bike into the flower bed. What I'm sorry for is not looking to my left, and I'm sorry for not being good at observing this time, because usually I'm pretty good at it. There There was a woman to the left of me as I was tossing this bike that was scared out of her wits because I was tossing a large bicycle into a flower bed. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for not seeing this person who I scared on their way to work that morning. But, um, yeah, I'm just, as with anything else, consider the other people. Don't put your dockless bike in the middle of the sidewalk. Put it up against the, the railing or, or something like that. There's so many places. But if, I, if it's in front of me on the sidewalk, I'm going to throw that sucker, okay? I was really hoping that the, the woman to your left was actually going to be the owner of that bike who had just, like, it had just sort of fallen down. And before she'd even had time to react, you just picked up her bike and fucking threw it. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping that was going to be the story. I don't think I'd do that, but if, if I just got off a bus where people were FaceTiming on the speaker, I might have been angry <laughs> enough to do it. Well, it seems like you I didn't. Was, it seems like you wouldn't have known. Yeah. I was hoping that you would have maybe put the bike on the bus on those little racks. <laughs> <on the laughs> well, well, you just say bye, Mike. Yeah, but it's dockless. Any... You're home. You're yeah. home now. Yeah. This is your new dock. I, I'm I'm sure that there aren't any laws against that yet. Yeah. The, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, close the show as always with a big idea from pop culture. And uh, Pierce, I think you have one for this week. Is that correct? Uh, I do. Uh, I'm trying to find the best link because this is. This is one of those things that's been reported a couple different places. It's it's one of those, uh, um, it's, it's kind of like hot in the news right now, I believe, but I will go to what I shared with you all. So, so Max, I think you, I should start with you here. You, I think are pretty, you, you've been to some, well, you went to Australia and, and, uh, New Zealand, so I assume you've, you've had many different foods that the world has to offer that are maybe non-traditional. Yeah, um, I hope so. Uh, as you, as you may have seen, uh, on our, uh, our little Slack chat, are you, have you ever had durian before? No, I don't think so. So, um... Is that, a, is that a jackfruit? No, it's different. So, durian is a, a fruit that, uh, Smithsonian... Smithsonian? Smithsonian? <laughs> Smithsonian Magazine described, uh, it as akin to, quote, turpentine and onions garnished with a gym sock that is the way it smells it is a very prized (laughs) fruit in southeast asia here's the problem though um at a 
at a university in Melbourne, Australia, uh, more than 500 students and teachers were evacuated from the university as a result of a smell initially suspected to be gas. It turned out the gas that students smelt at the RMIT's library was a rotting durian that had been left in a cupboard. Um, the durian is a tropical fruit known for its strong, stinky smell. Firefighters said the smell had moved through the building via the air conditioning. Uh, the building has now been reopened. So this is just a fascinating thing. I don't know how the system works in Australia, but in America it would be exam time right now. The last thing you'd want when studying for an exam is thinking that you've inhaled gas and now have to be evacuated from the library only to realize some, probably a pledge, put durian in some cupboard somewhere. What What about if you're in an Airbnb in a hip city with nine of your friends and you smell uh, a gas smell that you know exactly where it comes from, uh, but it's still so bad that it makes you want to die? <laughs> you ask Max to leave. Uh... No, Max experienced <laughs> the same thing for yeah. for about three straight days. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the the thing that I should apologize for every week is that I find body humor so funny, and I'm 27 <laughs> fucking years old. I mean, it's it's never gonna get old. <laughs> doesn't doesn't watch comedy. It's it's not what you think. It's not because he's too highbrow. It's because he's too lowbrow. You're gonna watch Adam Sandler movies from the late 90s. <laughs> Oh no, that's that would also be much higher brow than watching Adam Sandler movies from the two thousands. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. Well, uh, if you buy a durian, make sure you remember when you bought it and dispose of it properly. Um, Another and... thing not to do in public places: don't eat durian. Right. Uh, with that, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at PrettyOKPod or drop us a line at itsprettyokay at gmail.com if you want to let us know what you think. You can get this and every episode of the show at our home on the web at www.prettyokpod.com. If that's not your speed, we have a podcast feed that will send episodes straight to your device of choice every week. You can get us on Apple Podcasts or most other places that you might listen. If you do that, please do us a huge favor. Leave a rating, leave a review, a comment, um, something like that, or just find a friend that you think might be interested in what we're doing and tell them about the show. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>